Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, March 18th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that really is just a mess right now. I've been crying all night. And I'm really emotional, so we're going to try and get through this. Hey, I kind of feel attached to I've really covered this guy from the draft through his entire career, so I get it. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow Lockdown Flyers on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You'll keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Of course, today we are talking all things Claude Giroux. We're going to get into his thousandth game ceremony, the game itself. We're going to talk about the latest trade rumors and then preview tomorrow night's game against the Senators, which I can't even believe is a thing that's happening, but we're going to talk about it. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe and you will get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Podcast Network. What a night. It was such a beautiful ceremony. And, you know, we've said this beforehand, but the Flyers are so good at pomp and circumstance. Like, they can just put these nights together and make them so incredibly special. And I think they knocked it out of the park. They really did. I mean, you know, I've been to a bunch of these kind of nights with different organizations, and it ranks up there with everybody. Uh, It was just... It was one of those where you didn't really want to miss anything. It's one of those where I wanted to kind of remember what I could remember because, you know, even though I cover the team, it's still a part of your life too, whether you, you know, admit to it or not, or want to think about it that way, but it is. And so, you know, there were different things that kind of hit you as well. And and I felt it tonight. Yeah, I think, you know, everything from the gifts and the video tribute was just excellent. Loved having the messages from Gagne and Wayne Simmons, Jake, Danny, uh, just just perfect. The edit was great. And, uh, you know, all the right moments were included in it. Loved having his family there. My God, did Gavin Giroux steal the show or what? He did. And Claude, you know, said he laughed like he thought that was funny. I think in a way it was it was good that he had that moment to sort of break it up for him so he didn't get too serious while yeah. it was all going on. So that was that was good for him. He actually saved his dad a little bit. I think so. I think, you know, it was a good thing to focus on for a second there and take him back to earth a little bit just to ground him. And I, th- I think that helped a lot. And uh, it was good to see that Claude's parents were there. They showed a special message from them. Of course, dad's wearing the Eagles hoodie, which got a huge reaction <laughs> from people. And uh, his dad also read the starting lineup in the locker room, which was really cool. So everybody, uh, I think, just did a tremendous job. Loved seeing all the guys in number 28 jerseys during warmups. Although the one for Eric Lindros is a very big 28 jersey. I just want to point that out. 
<laughs> Much yeah, bigger than Claude Giroux. Lindros, of course, uh, banging the drum for the Let's Go Flyers chant at the uh, beginning of the game. So it was good to see them, you know, involve other elite alumni in all of this. And again, it was it was just, I think, a perfect balance of being emotional but fun and like honoring Drew in the way that he deserved it. Yeah, he definitely deserved it. And there was a nice crowd, nicest one of the year. So that was good. I felt good about that for him, that it should always be that way. And look, we even got grilled cheese in the press box. So I'm never going to complain about that. <laughs> yeah, I made myself a, a grilled cheese sandwich for dinner as well. You mentioned the crowd being into it during the ceremony, and they were certainly into it in the game as well. And it was so nice to hear an active crowd at the Wells Fargo Center again for a Flyers game. And, you know, obviously everybody was there for Drew, but, you know, they got a pretty good, exciting game out of it as well. They did. It was, you know, this this was like a roller coaster of a game. Uh, Man, was it? (laughs) It wasn't the greatest game for goaltenders just for us. And it's not like, you know, I'm not saying Carter Hart played bad. He just wasn't his best. And UC Saros definitely was not even close to his best, but that's, I'm not a Saros fan. So I'm temp- I tend to be on the rough side with him, but uh, it was exciting. I mean, now there's one thing we could acknowledge in this game. There is no question. They wanted to win this game. No question, but there is no question that they worked much harder in front of the net for this game than any other game this year. Would you agree with that? I think so. I do. And, you know, usually in this circumstance, you know, the Flyers have had struggles all season long with holding on to leads, closing out games. And to see them come from behind after blowing the lead and have that kind of resiliency and having guys that you wouldn't think might step up actually do it. Uh, It it was was just just so good to see. I mean, Kevin Hayes, man, he's had such a rough year. And for him to be able to contribute in this way in this game must have been incredible for him. Yeah, you could see it when he was interviewing. Uh, It definitely was his best game. It was nice for him. Uh, I I do feel like he probably felt great after it. He he didn't get too much about himself tonight because a lot of it was about Claude, but but you could see that there was like this, you know, he, he felt good about it. He really did. And we heard so much about Claude Giroux supposedly, you know, in effect passing the torch to Joel Farabee saying, you're going to be the one to break all my records. And he spoke so highly of Farabee in the postgame presser. And, you know, to see Faraby get that game-winning goal, it was just like cherry on top. Well, Faraby was wearing the Giroux uh, 1000 shirt. Like, that's his boy, you know? Like, that's yeah. good. You know, that, that it, it's fun to see. I've interviewed Faraby in a bunch of different situations, and he really is a great guy, and I have all the respect for him. And, and it's really, while he has all the skill and everything, it's not really that that Claude's talking about. It's really his work ethic. Yeah, that, that Claude was talking, exactly. talking about. And that's that to me is very interesting and very telling. 
It really is. I, I think that, you know, the things that Giroux was mentioning that he appreciated about Farabee's game are things that Claude Giroux does well, too. And I think that's why he sees a, a little, little bit, bit of himself, himself in Joel Farabee and can relate in that kind of way. So uh, just really lovely to see that sort of thing. Of course, I, I think we do have to mention Phil Myers getting his first goal as a pred. Yeah, that game. was crazy. That um, was crazy because it was like, wait, wait, that's Myers. Yeah. Wait, was that his first? Like, that's how it sort of hit me. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. just, you know, you know, hey, it figures, right? Yeah, of course. That is the Flyers way. I think this whole game was very Flyers in a lot of ways. And so it was very appropriate for for everything to kind of wrap up this way we will give mike yo some credit for this game because like he talked about it he didn't put Giroux out there on the penalty kill he didn't put him out there when it would be a situation where he might get hammered in front of the net late so he did keep him out of danger in that part of it but other than that really let Giroux play the way he wanted in the full game which is what we thought would happen anyhow especially with you know all the trade stuff swirling so i i do give mike yo credit yeah, and of course they were icing the puck at the end, so they couldn't have put Giroux in if they wanted to. Right. But uh, I think, you know, all in all, it was a good night. And if Claude Giroux has to leave, this was a good note to go out on. I mean, it's the best way, you know, for any great player in any organization, you would always like to go out with a win. Uh, I did laugh when Giroux said, I didn't deserve the first star. And I wish I played a better game. Like, that's just typical it's of just him. him. And, and that's great. I mean, all of these things are just, you know, terrific. And, and I just hope that all the outlets tomorrow give him a fair shake and try not to harp on the not winning a Stanley Cup part. Because, again, like, he's, he is everything you would want in a franchise player, period. Well, I think a lot of those conversations are going to have to wait until the end of Claude Giroux's career, first off. But we certainly have a lot to talk about as far as how the trade deadline is going so far. Again, we have a game tonight to talk about as well for the rest of the team. So we'll get to that coming up next. It's the day after St. Patty's Day, so by now you would have thought I would have given up on my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I've been able to stick to it thanks to Built Bar. And have you tried their puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. It's fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And puffs are a fan favorite with incredible flavors like cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. All Built Bars, including those puffs, are covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You're going to be blown away. Built Bars are high protein and low calorie. They're high fiber, but low carb. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. If you compare that to a candy bar, it's going to have around 240 calories, a ton of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. They have so many delicious flavors in their regular bars, like mint brownie, coconut, and coconut almond. New for this month is white chocolate cookies and cream, but they've got new flavors coming out all the time. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And they pull it off every time. 
So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Coming up Monday at 3.30 Eastern, tune into the Locked On Fantasy Hockey's live trade deadline reaction show to get all of the on-ice fantasy and betting analysis you need from hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone. They're going to have appearances from our roster of local team experts. And for our immediate reaction, catch our trade deadline episode posting that day. All right, now that we have taking care of the festivities and that game. It was a lot, but we do need to look ahead. And the trade deadline is looming upon us. And we have a few clues as to what the Flyers might be able to get for some of our available players. And I think the biggest clue could potentially come from the Canadians dealing Ben Chirot to the Florida Panthers for their 2023 first rounder, 2022 fourth rounder, and Tyler Smolanik. Yeah, it's an interesting deal. Um, looking at it from the Panthers lens, hey, they, they've gotten great um, production out of guys like Anthony Duclair and, um, and Mason Marchment. And, and Carter Verhage. So that enables them to do a deal like this because they look at, at Sherrod and they say, he's a main piece that we need to win the cup. Now, on the Flyers side of this, do the Panthers look at Giroux the same way? I don't think so. I don't think you could say they look at him the same way or they wouldn't have given up the first knowing the Flyers are looking for the first. But here's the other side of that coin. We know that Owen Tippett's one of the guys that's sort of being looked at here and he's not playing tonight whatever you want to make of that. But also, Grigory Denisenko is a guy that uh, Bill Zito has refused to sort of include in trades, but now that he doesn't have a first, I think he's going to have to. So if the Flyers got Denisenko and Tippett and a pick, that would be pretty good value. I mean, would it be the best value? Maybe not, but Denisenko could be a first-liner or if not, a second liner. Like, he is really fast. He's got a great shot. He had to learn how to round out his game and get physically stronger. But this guy looks like he's shot out of a cannon sometimes. He he could have that much acceleration. Um, So you look at it and you say, okay, that's really where that deal is at. And then also, if you look at Colorado, the Colorado situation is they're not waiting for anybody either. Like, they, you know, they're all waiting patiently for GMs. That's put that in quotes, Mm -hmm. for Claude Giroux's game to happen. But 10 minutes after that game ends, nobody's waiting patiently when they have plans and they're going against, you know, 10 other teams for a bunch of players. And this is where Chuck has to act quick. I feel like if the situation is that Giroux will only go to Florida or Colorado or let's say one more place, whether it be Nashville or I I don't think Carolina's in it. I, I really don't. I I'm hearing mixed things about it, but mostly that they're not. Um, Because they don't like to give up big assets anyhow, especially for a rental. So I doubt it. And they just signed Kokaniemi long-term, so I just, I don't see that one. But in the end, if we're talking about two teams, three teams, or at worst case scenario, one team, you better make that deal quick. Because otherwise, even that one team might turn their head at some point to some other team and come back and just say, hey, you know, 
we're going to have to give you this instead because now we made another deal. Well, exactly. That's that's my fear, right? There, there's two fears about this going into it in that the Flyers won't act quickly enough, like you just said, and teams will, will look other places to fill those needs. And or they still might have space for a Giroux, but they won't have the right assets because those will be gone in whatever other deals. And so I think that while this Sherratt deal puts a question mark on a potential deal with Florida, I don't think it eliminates it entirely. Because to your point, there are other ways of accomplishing what the Flyers might want to do with the prospects that Florida has. I still think as far as where Giroux fits better, it's Colorado. But, you know, anything can happen. And the order of operations of of all these deals is going to have a huge part to play in this. And I certainly hope that Chuck Fletcher is willing to pull the trigger quickly, but for the right price. And that's, you know, that's his job. And if he's not successful on this front, I think there's going to be, you know, fallout, a, a lot of voices, a lot of voices out there questioning him. They're always in trades. There could always be that third team in last minute that you weren't thinking about. Maybe not even St. Louis that nobody had thought about. You know, what if Claude Giroux, and again, this is not going to happen because nobody in the world would ever say this. But let's just say he, he likes Winnipeg. Winnipeg's fine. Like none of us thought that. That is always a possibility too. It certainly is. And I think there's going to be a lot happening over the next 24 to 48 hours, let alone on Monday. And, you know, things can change tremendously in this league, especially at trade deadline. Uh, Now seeing Provorov rumors out there to St. Louis, uh, courtesy of Sam Carcitti. So, you know, the winds often change in the NHL and the Flyers are in a very uh, precarious position right now. So I do not envy Chuck Fletcher this weekend. I don't either. And I, I doubt about the Provorov to St. Louis. I, not to doubt Sam, but I doubt it happens. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Earlier today, um, it was reported that Joseph Wall uh, got injured for the Leafs. And so the Leafs are really down now, goaltenders, and they did have a scout here for the first time in like a month. So I think they're scouting Martin Jones. Now, maybe they would want Jones and Braun because they could use defensemen, but I think Jones now becomes a focal point for the Leafs because they're, they're down goaltending and, you know, there's some questions about their goaltending to begin with. So thought I'd throw that in. So given what we know so far, there were some rumors floating around after the game was over that a deal was close for Giroux to go to the Florida Panthers. We were just talking about that as far as the Ben Chirot deal and how that might affect what the return could be. And the supposed return would be Owen Tippett and Mackie Samoskevich and some sort of pick, which would not be the first because the first was given to Montreal. So, uh, you know, it's a fine deal, but it's not an ideal return should it come to be. Right. It's 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 okay, but it's not great. And 
it's something that if that is the deal and that's you know i was hearing it earlier but i did not report it because that's just me um that it's just like florida basically got away with giving the flyers like their fourth best young player that you know teams would ask for and so that's that's a win for them there is no way other way of saying it now people will take issue with me and that's fine and i like samuskevich but i'll tell you there's you know like in every player there's good and bad like he's he's fast he he could be tenacious in the offensive zone he's a, a real fire plug um but he needs to get physically stronger and i would keep him in michigan another year if he gives me the the okay that he wants to be a flyer because again Hopefully they would know that and hear something from his advisor saying good things. And then the other thing is like, you know, when I saw him at World Junior Camp, you know, trying to make that team, I knew he would make it, but it took him a good couple of days to really start looking like he wasn't going to get cut. And again, high talent in that in that team on that team little bit of a younger guy and he was a little bit of a younger guy in this draft so the upside's really good there not going to be a superstar but could be a really good player and then Tippett, you know we've made our feelings known about Tippett. he's fine you're not looking at any transcendent talent here so the pick will probably be a second and there's going to be mixed feelings about this i'm sure Well, we'll see if that comes to fruition. You know, the Avs are probably still in the conversation as well. But we do have another game coming up tonight against Ottawa. So we're going to talk about that one and wrap things up next. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering, information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, looking ahead to tonight's game against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, If you recall, the last time we saw the Senators, uh, Drew did score in that game. Joel Farabee tied it up in the third, and Travis Anheim scored an overtime winner uh, for the Flyers. They won that game 4-3. to Tim Stutzla scored in that game for Ottawa, but he is a question mark for tonight's game Uh, he suffered a lower body injury so we'll see which is a huge loss for the senators and Mm -hmm. they've had their injury woes as well and right now uh thomas shabbat is out for the year fractured his hand in their most recent game against columbus and uh, they lost that one four to one as part of a three game losing streak for the Senators. So, man, like when it rains, it pours, right? It does. I mean, yeah, Shabbat is, is irreplaceable for them. So that does hurt him a little bit on the uh, a blue line or a lot of it. But look, Brady Kachuk is a guy you have to watch out for. He could go Zach McEwen into that extra two-minute penalty by making like he's dropping the gloves and not dropping it. He's great at that, and McEwen's not so great at that. So I would look out for that. 
Josh Norris has a hell of a shot, and he has a great way mm-hmm. of getting behind the defense. And he is a guy that has become their best goal scorer, and you got to really watch out for him. And, and Alex Formenton is another guy that he could just have a speed burst out of nowhere and cause some issues. And Nick Paul is sort of like showcasing, like they're going to trade Nick Paul, and that's a guy who can play it kind of tough and also um, can get in and score tight. And so, you know, I think there'll be a lot of scouts watching him, and I think you could look for him to sort of raise his game too. Chris Tierney might be another guy they think about getting rid of, but I think they like his his salary structure, so they probably won't. And, you know, overall, Ottawa is one of these teams that they are Jekyll and Hyde. Like, they could give you the greatest effort, and then they could give you, like, a poor effort. But they have some talent on this team, and you can't overlook it. They do, and that's, I think, something that's typical for a team that's in a very clearly stated rebuild stage where they have some of these younger guys and some key players that can do great things like that, but they're just not there yet. And they have a a plan over the next couple of years to kind of, you know, weed out some of the older, less effective players. And they have, you know, a decently strong prospect group coming up and more picks coming up in the future. They'll get more at this trade deadline. So the Senators are a team that's not there yet, but is certainly, you know, building that potential to get there. And I think that they can surprise you like that. Now, adding to some of their injury woes is that they've been missing Drake Batherson, which has been Mm -hmm. such a huge loss for them. Um, He has 34 points in 44 games played, which is still top five for that team, even though they're now at almost 60 games into the season. So that just shows you how impactful Batherson has been for them. So there are opportunities here because they are playing a somewhat depleted lineup and not ideal lineup for their team. I would also mention... Connor Brown. He's had some Mm -hmm. injury woes this season, but has continued to play well, you know, when he is in the lineup and he is on their second line and should be a a significant part of their offense in the game tonight. So, you know, like you said, they have some really good players, but they're also missing some guys and, but can also surprise you. Yeah. So I think that's I'm fair. hoping the Flyers can, you know, figure out how to rally after, you know, a huge emotional night, having another game in a back-to-back like that can be brutal. <laughs> and so I, I hope that they can take this opportunity on the road and, uh, and get some confidence. You're right. That that could be a tough one. And also Anton Forsberg, who is, is going to probably get the start, is another guy that could be dealt. So he knowing that, he could have the game of his life, too. Like, that's entirely possible. Even though I never really liked him as a goalie, there are times when he could be really good, too. So, yeah, you never know. And I don't think he's going to be happen. dealt with Matt Murray out for the season. I think they're going to keep him. But Maybe not. Yeah, he certainly is another guy that has really great games. He actually played well in that last game against Columbus. Uh, He faced 38 shots. So even though Mm -hmm. it seemed like more lopsided, his save percentage was still pretty high for that one. But yeah, I just, you know, I just really hope that the Flyers can, you know, 
get past this milestone and win some games to finish out the season. And Ottawa is where they're going to start. Yep. All right. uh, Closing things out with sort of a full circle moment, if you want to call it that. Really fun news, not Flyers related, but tangentially. uh, Yves Gascon is set to become only the third female goaltender to appear in the queue on Saturday night. She got signed by the Gatineau Olympique, which, as we know, was where Claude Giroux played his junior. So that's how this all comes full circle. And, of course, uh, Gatineau retired Giroux's number a few years ago. And uh, so it's a pretty exciting moment for that team. Yeah, and I'm old enough to remember when Manuel Rayom did this. And so I'm I'm looking forward to this and I'm hoping, you know, she could do well and have, you know, and, and get another start. Like nobody's been able to get that second start. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's 18 and hopefully has a long hockey career ahead of her. I've heard really good things about her play and she's earned this opportunity. That'll do it for today's show. Man, it's been a week, Russ. (laughs) (laughs) It really has. But we'll be back at it on Monday. In fact, we'll be in your feeds twice. We're going to have our regular Monday episode in your feeds in the morning. We'll recap the Sens game, the Isles game from Sunday. We'll have our nemesis of the week. And then Monday evening, we will record our trade deadline recap show. After that passes at 3 p.m. Eastern, we'll... Uh, hopefully have some good things to say about what Chuck Fletcher has done, but only time will tell. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us in your mailbag questions, your reactions to any trades from this upcoming weekend via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can also email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts.